following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Monday, October 12th, 2020, Season 16, Episode number 42. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. I'm Derek Eagleton, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Got Nick, Amber, and Dave with me. And uh, it's time for us to talk about this game yesterday. Cowboys get the win 37-34. to Typically, on a Monday when we come in from a game, I usually start the show having you guys go around and talk about what for you was the story of the game. But I don't think we need to do that today. I think we're very clear on what the story of the game was yesterday. Aside from the Cowboys getting a win, a much-needed win, the story really is Dak Prescott. And he gets uh, injured during the game, a compound fracture and dislocation of his ankle. Uh, Nick, why don't you first give us an update on kind of what we know as far as what happened post him uh, actually being injured and then having to go to the hospital. Yeah, I mean, well, you said it right there. He had to go to the hospital. That's, you know, right off the bat, had the surgery. Uh, last night, and uh, you know, Cowboys have announced that the surgery went well, um, which you know I think is, is important. You know, and you could say, well, don't all, they all go well? And then no, they don't. And it, it was ironic that Alex Smith played yesterday for Washington. That's a good example that sometimes they don't always go like you want. And um, but I just think you know, it, it sounds like from what I've heard is it, it it's. It was a terrible situation and what it looked like, but the broken ankle and a fracture, you know, the bones can heal as long as the surgery is done well. And so it sounds like he, you know, will be able to come back next year and, and should should be fine with this. You know, you, you knock on wood and hold your breath and all that kind of stuff. But um, I, I think that, you know, he, he can he can come, you know, come back from this and he, he would be fine. But, you know, it, you, you left – the stadium we left the stadium last night and it's like did did they win you know i mean because it it the loss was bigger than the win sorry i'll let them kind of go amber tell me what what was your mood when this this all happened could take me back to that moment and what you're thinking as as dad goes down well i think we we all shared the same feeling uh watching that horrible injury was terrible especially seeing his reaction just when you see a guy so tough like him just have tears in his eyes and, and and I can't even begin to imagine all the thoughts that went through his head at that specific moment it was just very touching to see the support from everyone the whole team his players even Jason Garrett coming up to him it, it, it's it's just awful but based on on everything that Nick said and, and the reports that we keep hearing at least it's something that that's not gonna be like career ending and, and the hope is that this is something that he can come back from and, and we know how strong he is and and he's gonna bounce back come back stronger it's just very very disappointing to see a guy like him and also during a season that he was just doing absolutely great yes they weren't getting the wins that that you wanted them to but Statistically speaking, Dak had amazing numbers and his path was just going upward. So it's just disappointing to see 
not the whole thing play out during the season. Dave, what were your thoughts? Uh, man, at the risk of sounding dramatic, I just, I, this, this is tough. And I, I'm the guy that always says, you know, I don't let, I don't let what happens on the field get to me too much. There's too many ups and downs in this job to let that happen. But like, I didn't, I didn't sleep well last night. Like, it, I mean, it, it was just a devastating thing to see. And especially from like from where it happened, you know, Dak already has this amazing receiving touchdown on a trick play. And this happens on a quarterback draw where he shakes off a tackler, just showing how ridiculously versatile and talented he is. And yeah, you, you probably take his durability for granted at this point. He's never missed time due to injury in his career. Uh, and the swiftness which went with it went from like, oh my God, Dak made this great play to, oh wow, like he's already gesturing at the sideline. Like he knew immediately that something was terribly, terribly wrong. Uh, and I just I don't know if I've ever I don't know if I've ever been a part of a moment that was that surreal. I don't know if you remember, but the Giants kicked a field goal like a half hour after it happened. And you were like, Dave, how long was that field goal? And I was like, man, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm not I'm not here. I'm not mentally here, which I mean, I know that's my job, but it was just hard to focus on anything else. And I'm I'm still there. I'm still just trying to process it. I just it sucks so much for him and. Obviously, it's also a devastating blow for the team, too. You know, and, and that's and that you you know how important he is. You know that he's the heart and soul of it. But it, you, not till a moment like this happens do you realize that just how big it really is. Because you could make you would ne- you never want to lose a game ever, but you can make an argument of would you rather lose that game and have him for the rest of the season or win that game and not have him easily. Because that, I mean, two and three, one and four, I mean, you can still come back with that. But, like, and I don't mean to sound like too dramatic either, but they won the game. They might have lost the season, though. We'll see. We'll see. But, I mean, we'll, we'll, Andy Dalton is here so he can go and, 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 and win games and all that. But, like, it's just it's so crushing. And, it, and you, you woke up this morning and you're like, that didn't feel like a win because it wasn't. They lost something way bigger than a game. What was the mood of the team yesterday, Nick? The, Go ahead, Nick. Dave, Dave. Were you about to say something? No, no, no. Well, no. Nick, Nick got to talk to the guys. I think that's more important than what I was going to say. <laughs> Dave, we can do both. Dave made me feel bad too because he <laughs> well, said he goes. In a situation like this, like, there's no way you go up to Cedric Wilson and say, hey, how was that pass? And I was like, <laughs> dang, I think it's exactly what I said. That's exactly what I Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're I got right. I got 11 guys in about 17 minutes. Seriously, yeah. it's like a whirlwind down there. And and by the way, just for people that, that don't know, like right now, typically after a game, we would all be in the locker sure. room and you would be talking to players. Everybody would be talking to players. Right now, of all the media, Nick is the only person that is literally face to face talking to players. Some of them have press conferences that they'll do yeah. by Zoom. But basically, Nick is the only one that's down there, and so you're running players through and just yeah. talking to every, almost every player that had some kind of influence on the game. Right. You have an opportunity to talk to them after the game, right? So, and I'm and I'm trying to mix in, you know, obviously the what they did of why I'm talking to them, plus the DAC. If it works, maybe Jason Garrett. If if, if you're, you know. And I, the one person I did ask was Anthony Brown, which then I, once he's answering it, I realized, oh, Anthony Brown was the one that called out the whole staff. But um, <laughs> but they all were just uh, 
dev- I mean, heartbroken, devastated, crushed. I mean, that's my guy. It's my dude. I mean, all, all the, everything that you can imagine. Um, but you know, they they also said that you know Dak wouldn't want us to you know to lay down. I mean, obviously he he's still fighting for us, and he you know we had to fight for him as well. So um, you know, they they were. It would have been a different feeling if they lost, and that happened. I think they were the highs of kind of coming back and, and winning, but. Uh, I bet you there was a point last night. Everybody felt it, where it just kind of sinks in, and it's like, dang, like like that 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 really happened. It's just, it, it's crushing. You you feel you feel for Dak, you know. And everyone's thinking financially. Only a handful of individuals decide they want to tweet about it. One, whatever. <laughs> but but you know, everyone's thinking it. I bet yeah. you, you know, and Amber just said about what what he's going through. He's probably thinking it too. You yeah. know, I mean. Just thinking, like, oh man, I, I bet on myself, and this happened. Yeah. Well, I, I did want to get to the next conversation, which I think you have to start looking forward because that's the nature of the NFL. By the way, this is not the first time a player has gone through something like this. And if if there's any player that I've ever witnessed in the NFL that I feel like, hey, he can go through a devastating thing like that, and I feel confident, completely confident, that if it is medically possible. He will be back and better than ever is Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. This man has gone through more adversity than most people go through in an entire lifetime. He's gone through in the last several years. And, and he keeps coming back. He keeps fighting. He doesn't allow it to get him down. And, and maybe it does get him down. He doesn't allow it to show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's still able to perform when he needs to perform. I have no doubt in my mind uh, that if it's medically possible, which there's no reason to believe it's not, Sure. Uh, that he will be back and better than ever. The question becomes right now for this team in the 2020 season, you go out, and and this is the first time I can recall in a long time that Dallas has actually taken the route of getting a really legitimate backup quarterback, and it happens that they do it in a year when they really, really need it, and you get Andy Dalton. He goes 9 of 11 there down the stretch, 111 yards, beautiful pass to Michael Gallup, to put them in position for the game-winning field goal. So what does Dallas lose at this point, not having Dak and having to replace him with Andy Dalton? Dave? That's actually that's what I was going to say a, a few minutes ago. And, I mean, we'll get into that, but it's something I've been thinking about a lot because a few fans have been like, really, Dave, is this really that unprecedented? This just happened to Tony Romo in 2015 and 2016. And I don't think that's true. Uh, because Tony, you know, Tony broke his collarbone in Philadelphia in week two in 2015. He jogged off the field to the locker room to go get x-rays. And, and if you remember, if you can go back that far, the conversation was, can the Cowboys hold the rope for four to six weeks mm-hmm. until Tony gets back? And that was honestly, it was the same conversation in 16 with Dak. It was, can this rookie hold the rope for two months and keep them relevant, and obviously we know what happened. The rest is history. This is not the same. This is, he's gone. He's not coming back until 2021, hopefully, if everything goes perfectly for him. Uh, And to that end, the Cowboys deserve a lot of credit. Um, You know, we applauded the Dalton signing in in whatever, May, when it happened, and, and it looks really smart right now because as devastating as this is, And if they played in another division, it would be even more devastating. But between having Andy Dalton and playing in this awful division, there's still plenty of reason for optimism that this this team can can reach the postseason. Amber, what do you see as the differences here between going from Dak to now going to Andy Dalton? 
Well, let me go back to this being the first year that that I'm actually confident in a backup quarterback. Since I've been here, the Dallas Cowboys have gone through several backup guys. Back then, I didn't know what I know now. Back then, I thought, oh, Brandon Whitten is a good guy. Yes, he's going to do good <laughs> on the field. Let's go. Then Kellen Moore, oh, he's a good dude. Well, I quickly learned that being a good dude doesn't mean you're good at football in, on the field. So um, that didn't happen. But but I, over those period of years, I, I learned how, how important the backup quarterback is. And I, I started seeing a bigger value in there. So when this signing happened, um, I, I've been talking about it during training camp. I talked about it. I kept my eyes on him and, and the way that he was practicing. And, and it made me feel comfortable to the point where, okay, the offense is not going to go completely down if something was to happen to Dak. Now, there are other factors that go into play. We know the whole thing that the offensive line has been going through, and, and, and that's, that's going to be an issue there. But if they can hold up against better teams and better defenses, I, I have confidence in, in Andy Dalton just being able to at least carry the team this season. Nick, what do you see as the differences? Um, I, I think, you know, third and two from the – or a two-point conversion where the quarterback can, can definitely sneak it and or, you know, quarterback draw and run into the end zone and, and, and that option, um, you know, that that's probably not the same. Uh, he can he can move. I mean, the one plays of the game was one of the one of the plays of the game on that last drive. I mean, he was rolling to his right man, a really nice throw. So he he can he's not like a I wouldn't call him a mobile quarterback, but he's not just going to be you know sitting duck in the in the pocket either. So and the the weird thing for me is that and I wrote this yesterday in, in my column is that you know going into the game the Cowboys easily had the best quarterback in the NFC East. Do they now? Debatable, definitely debatable. I mean, because every might, time, every time might. I look up at Philadelphia, I, I, I see them showing Jalen Hurts. I mean, whether or not they just want to play him or they're thinking about playing him or whatever, but it's not like Carson Wentz is lightning on fire over there, and he's definitely more decorated or, or, or more accomplished than Carson Wentz and, and the other two guys, of, of course, or three or seven guys or whatever. Washington and the Giants are going to roll out there, but I'm just saying. Still, right now, with the talent around it, I think Cowboys might have the better quarterback in the division. They also have the lead, so you can't just say, well, they can't do this. They pointed out, in this division, in this year, it still could be possible. Yep. And you're looking at a guy that he has been a, a I would say, an above-average quarterback during his time in Cincinnati, especially in the years when A.J. Green was at his best. And he's got, essentially... And not to undervalue A.J. Green, but he's essentially got three A.J. Greens here. Like He's got three premier wide receivers here where there he had one. Um, and he's he was able to do some really good things in that offense. I think in this offense, he's got more talent than he had in that offense. So I would I expect that he is able to, to be able to do a lot of the things. Maybe he doesn't do it in the same way that Dak did it. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be the guy that you're going to necessarily line up to do a quarterback draw. But he does have the arm to be able to, to find some of these guys. And as we saw yesterday, go downfield. And he threw a pinpoint accurate ball yesterday to, to Michael Gallup sure to did. make that catch to put him in position. That's what I expect to see is that he's going to be able to, to really drive this offense from the standpoint of the passing game. Yeah. Dave, did you have something you were about to say? Yeah. I, I mean, there's, there's another similarity there, which is that his offensive line looks fairly leaky, just like the one that he was 
working behind in Cincinnati last yeah. year. I think the Cowboys still have Zach Martin, but I mean, that's it's. I'm I'm interested. Obviously, you know, the Cowboys really got back to basics after the injury yesterday. You know, it felt. I mean, it was the Zeke show right up until the final drive, basically. And uh, I don't think I don't think they can get away with doing that on a full time basis. I think a lot of that is. You know, people don't think about this, but you install a game plan for one quarterback and have to change on the fly. Uh, you know, I don't think Kellen Moore is going to call the game the same way on short notice with Andy Dalton as he would with Dak. So I think it'll look different when you have a chance to go through a whole week with Andy Dalton preparing to be the starter. Uh, you can have some different tendencies and try some different things. I do think, I mean, running the ball is going to have to be a bigger aspect of it of this offense than it has been but i that would have been the case with Dak because again a big part of that's just because they can't stop turning the ball over um but i'm i'm worried about the offensive line with andy more than i would be with Dak. Uh, that's that's something that we have to watch to see if they can give him enough time because i don't i don't know that he can create his own plays as well as Dak does and we will dive into that topic big time tomorrow I want to take a bigger picture look at this offensive line and really the offense and how much it has to adjust to the changes that you'll have to see here between those two quarterbacks let's go ahead and take our first break when we come back there are some secondary stories of this game that I think we need to talk about including the offense off to another slow start and having to dig their way out just as they've had to do so many times this season we'll talk about that when we come right back this is DallasCowboys.com radio we're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. It's funny. As we travel places, often we find the places we want to travel aren't really places at all. They're people. They're grandparents, moms, old friends, and new nephews. That's why at American Airlines, we've been using enhanced cleaning measures so you can feel confident every step until you get to them. So as always, our people can't wait to take you to yours. American Airlines, you are why we fly. Back to the break. The Cowboys are back at AT&T Stadium on Monday night to take on the Arizona Cardinals. A limited number of tickets starting at $89 are available now. Get yours today at DallasCowboys.com slash tickets. 
All right, welcome back to the second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're talking about the Cowboys' big win, 37-34. I don't know if you can call it a big win. It was a win that they needed, uh, but it still was a win against a team that you thought that maybe Dallas shouldn't have to work as hard against. Uh, let's talk about some of the other secondary <laughs> stories of this game. I think one of the things that stood out once again is the offense got out to a really slow start. Uh, I mean, I guess you could say as a team they got off to a really slow start because they gig, they dig themselves a hole and they're down 17-3 to early in the second quarter. But once again, as we've seen them do so many times this year, they dig themselves out and by halftime they're up 24-20. So why is this happening? Is there anything? And what we know right now is it's no longer just a happenstance. This is a pattern. Uh, what do you think is happening, and how do you think they managed to get out of this? Let's start first with you, Amber. I wish I had an answer for you, but I don't even know if the team themselves have an answer as to why this issue keeps happening. I mean, every time they're, they're, you ask certain players, including Dak or Zeke or even Coach Mike McCarthy, they don't necessarily have a good answer for you. They just say they they know they need to do better and start off better, and it's been an issue. But as nothing that I've seen, aside from the mistakes and little turnovers, which obviously has, has been a big problem this year so far, other than that, I, I really don't know what it is at the beginning of the game that they're unable to do during the second half of the game. So hopefully Nick and Dave have a good answer here because I really don't. Nick. Uh, I don't either. And and, and then, I'm, of course, the coaches will say, well, if I had that answer, it wouldn't happen. But, I mean, it's on the coaches, too. I mean, they're not prepared. I mean, they're – they get the ball to start the, the, the game. They defer. It doesn't matter. I mean, this seems like the opposing team has a much better plan of going out and doing something. The Rams did it. The Falcons did it. The, the Seattle did it. Um, actually, Seattle's first drive, they didn't score, but they, they got on you know quickly there. The Giants, they, I mean, they just everyone seems to be more prepared than the Cowboys. Or at least, at least they, they execute better. So, I... I, I don't I don't know what the problem is. I wonder if when you keep coming back, do you just kind of feel like, eh, it's early. We can come back because they, they will, and they have. But you can't always keep doing that. Dave? The only, the only thing I can come up with is, like, an, an attitude problem. And I actually um, – there are a couple guys – and I, I pick up – I say that just picking up on context clues from earlier in the week – uh, you know, Zeke Elliott and Antoine Woods both kind of said something to the effect of, uh, you know, we don't we don't worry about criticism because that's the nature of football. And, you know, if if we come out and win against the Giants, everybody will be praising us again. And I was like, no, no, we won't. No, we won't. Like the Giants are bad. You don't deserve praise for that. Like and it just makes me wonder it. I, I don't know. It makes me wonder how focused they are at the start of the games, because like, go go look at go look at the rundown. The only time the Giants drove the field for a touchdown was the first possession of the game. And then Dak responds to that by making a, a pretty terrible throw on the ball that got intercepted and returned. The Giants got 17 points off of turnovers and that uh, dumb 12 men on the field penalty. 17 of 34. Get literally gifted to them, um, you know, because the Cowboys fumbled on their own 24 as well, uh, the Andy Dalton fumble. So... 17 points out of 34, you know, you're probably feeling a little bit better if the Giants score 20. 
than than if they score thirty four. I and I I don't get it. It just and going all the way back to last year, it seems like it takes them twenty minutes to kind of shake the cobwebs off and realize that they're playing in the NFL. And I remember last year, it was all about the three and zero start where they were just kicking everybody's butt. That's ancient history at this point. So if that's still in your head, I don't get it at all because the last year of results says that you're a pretty mediocre team. Um, so, God, it would be nice to see a better level of focus at the start of a game, and, and I don't understand why they can't do it. You, you know, I will I, – and I, I'm going to say this at the risk of not knowing what the answer is, but I think I know the answer. I think the answer is turnovers. And I, I'm going to go back after this show. I don't know. One of you guys might know this off the top of your head. It seems to me that most of the turnovers are happening in the first half when they're getting into these holes. Now, that might be incorrect, but it just feels like that. I'm going to go back after the show, and I'm going to count those up. Because I think that's actually, if it's true, I think that's your simple answer, is that if they stop turning the freaking ball over, then they won't get in this hole because you don't have the defense that can just recover when you give the opposing team the ball at the 50-yard line. Yeah. They're going to give up a touchdown. That's just how it's going to go because this defense, but, we know this defense is not very good. But look at the, and I'm laughing because when you're like, I don't know the answer, but I think I know, which is just, that's you to a T. It's like, is there a reason why they're <laughs> turning the ball over here? But yeah, there is. There is a reason why. Go back and look at it. Yeah. I mean, why did, why did the Dak fumble against Cleveland with Miles Garrett? Because offensive line can't line, block. Yeah. Why did he throw a, a pass to Dak uh, to Zeke? You know that he that maybe Shaq could have caught because maybe. the offensive line was. I mean, the offensive line is is. is but a you also have to account for Zeke putting the ball in the ground. Offensive or, line, or yeah, no, yeah. I'm <laughs> right. No. But I'm saying like, the turnover problem has been a problem that has been bigger than just the offensive line, and it's been a problem that that may go back to what Dave is talking about. Yeah. I think when you're having a lot of turnovers, to me, that is a mental problem because you're not paying enough attention when you have the ball to take care of it and not do something careless where an offender can come and take it from you, right? Yeah. I think those are the things that right now I'm seeing, and that to me seems like that's if I had to pin all of these early uh, holes that they get in on at least on one thing, I would say it has to be the turnovers. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next topic, secondary topic of the, uh, of the game. Uh, the defense, once again, struggles. Uh, but the one thing that you have to point to is that they're at the end of the game. It is, it is a time of the game when you need the defense to make a stop. Giants get the ball with two minutes left. Um, they have to drive the field in order to get a field goal, and they can win, which, by the way, against this defense, I wasn't so sure that wasn't going to happen. Sure. Not only do they stop them, they stop them in a minute and give their own offense the ball back with a minute left to go. They go down. They score the game-winning field goal. Talk about this defense. Um, and, and here's my real question. Is this kind of the ceiling of what we can expect from this defense? They're not going to be a great defense, but if they can just make one or two great stops in a game, that's the ceiling of what they can be. Nick? Well, Jason Garrett, I thought, had T-shirts about four or five years ago that G-A-T-A. Uh-huh. That's what they did. I mean, that that's what they did. They got after their ass. I mean, and, and they hadn't been doing it all game, but Tyrone Crawford, Alden Smith, uh, I know I'm missing some guys. Jalen. Jalen. They were running all over the place. And and I asked Leon Lett after the game, did y'all do something different? And he was like, no, they, they just started to play. They just finally t- cranked up the intensity and played. <laughs> okay. He was kind of pissed off about it. And he was just like, they just played. <laughs> do that more. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Right. I know. Let's I mean, but, but they, they did. I mean, they, yeah. they were – I mean, I thought Crawford – I don't know. He he may not even have a stat. I, he was flying. Neville Gallimore was throwing, you know, and almost got a penalty to get the sideline, which would have been devastating. But they, they they did a really nice job of just just 
kind of wearing down that offensive line, I think, and finally got to Daniel Jones. Amber, is this the best that we can expect to see from this defense? Oh, not. <laughs> I hope. I hope not. But watching the game, you know, it, w- when they made certain good plays, uh, I would get really excited. I'm like, okay, yes, finally. And then I would have to stop myself and take it back. I'm like, okay. Remember, they are playing the Giants. This is the Giants who they're Very playing true. against. So it, it, it's really. It's really hard to fully evaluate what this means for the defense as far as those good moment, moments that they did have in the game. But at the same time, uh-huh. I, I'm just I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it and, and be glad that at least we saw somewhat of an improvement in certain occasions. Um, I guess having Mike Nolan on the field maybe had something to do with it and helped with the whole communication thing because uh, we did get to see, even though they, they allowed way too many points against the New York Giants, <laughs> even then we still got to see little moments of certain flashes of good things that, that the defense was finally able to show. Dave. Dave, you there? I think we lost him. This isn't good. <laughs> okay, tell you what, <laughs> tell you what. I, I will say this though, it, and I, I think both of you guys, Nick and Amber, I think both of you guys uh, painted the picture of. I hope not. I hope this yeah. isn't the best that we can see. But to be quite honest with you, I actually think if this is the best that we can get, and they are going to be this consistently, I actually think this works for this team. I, I didn't come into this season season thinking this defense was a shutdown defense. What I came into this season thinking is you have a high powered offense. And if you can get a defense that can make critical stops, if you get a defense that in those kind of moments can get after the quarterback and actually make it rough on the quarterback in those one or two series in the game that make the difference, that's a winning formula for this football team. That's what I kind of expected. So if this is the best they could be and they can be this consistently, I think the Cowboys are going to win far more games than but they the lose. But the problem... I was going to say, the problem is like now, I mean, we we got to see a very small amount of Andy Dalton, and, and we all agree that we believe he, he's going to be a, a good quarterback and d- do everything that he can possibly do on the field, but we still don't know how that's going to play out with the whole offense and, and if the offense is still going to be as productive. If if they're not, then what happens with the defense? Now it's a, it's a show I do not want to watch. <laughs> no, it's a great point, and, and I do think that now, now it all comes down to can that offensive line give Andy Dalton the time that he needs, right? Um, because if they can do that, then you still can do what you need to do offensively. You didn't have to worry about that quite as much with, with Dak because defenses did have to respect the fact that he could break out of the pocket and he could be gone. Dave, I'll go back to you. We got you back on the line now. Is this the best that we can expect from this Cowboys defense, what we saw yesterday? I alluded to this a few minutes ago, and like, if you go look at the box score, you probably find yourself pretty surprised by what you see. Uh, the Giants had 300 yards of offense. They averaged 3.3 yards of carry. Daniel Jones, a- J- Daniel Jones Daniel averaged Jones. like six and a half. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jones, six and a half uh, yards per attempt. And like I said, special teams gifts the Giants a field goal. Dak throws a pick six, and Dalton gives them a possession inside the red zone. So you look at the scoreboard and say – 34 points is terrible and then you look at what the defense actually did and it's kind of encouraging yeah having said that having said that (laughs) it's the new york giants it is the new york giants 
I do not care. I don't care. Um, do it, and and for that matter, there is one stat that really jumps off the page. Seven of thirteen on third down. Like could not could not get off the field to save their lives on third down. It seemed like they were constantly either letting Jones extend plays to find mm-hmm. guys or just losing guys and co- or losing guys in coverage. And if the Giants can do that to you, other teams absolutely will. Yeah. Uh, so encouraging, sure, maybe. Uh, but but I I don't take it to be this sign of of great improvement or like a trend that makes me feel great i need to see it against not the worst offense in the league before i get too excited about it um, i'll say this dave if you're gonna another thing if, dave if you're hold on if you're gonna miss up that that guy's name do it with daniel jones don't do it with any other jones like mess up with the giants quarterback that's my that's my point that's I mean, what I, I don't think. I don't. I'm not getting it. I'm sorry. If you're gonna it, mess up the, the word Jones. Jones, if you're gonna mess up the word Jones, do it when you're talking about the Giants quarterback and maybe not one of your seven bosses. That's what I was saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 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 Go yes. ahead, Amber. Yes. Bad yes. joke. Boy, that failed. Go. <laughs> you're up, Amber. Um, uh, I was I was gonna add. Don't forget. Don't forget the fact that the Giants scored two touchdowns and they were taken back because their offense got a penalty, so it got taken away. But the the defense, the Cowboys defense, had allowed two more touchdowns from the Giants. They just ended up getting lucky at the fact that the Giants themselves well, can get get a clean teams. play. I will say, no. Go yeah, ahead, Dave. sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I was just saying one of those was special no, teams, I mean, but go ahead. Well, the special teams, maybe they get lucky, which we can talk about special teams. They were awful yesterday. They continue to be a problem. I don't want to hear any more about how they're supposed to be so much better under John Fossil because they've been a liability like four of the five weeks. Um, but it's hard. I mean, I don't feel like the defense got lucky on that uh, on that offensive pass interference. That was a egregious pick. Like, that – that should have been flagged. And but so for that, the play I'm not going to kill them too bad yeah. for that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. We're Which gonna one was a- the play? What? It, where there was like the illegal shifting or? Yeah. That was that special teams. Special, uh, special teams. The fake field goal touchdown. Yeah. yeah. That was awesome. That was a special. They team got was. lucky on that. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. And we. And I think we need. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's another one of those topics that I'm going to save for tomorrow because we need a little time to dig into this special teams because it's just not working for the Cowboys right now. All right. We're going to take our final break when we come back. I do want to ask you guys the question. You look at this Cowboys team. They've won two games this year. Both games have been against teams that have still not won a single game. One of them just fired their head coach. And the Cowboys needed walk-off field goals in order to get those two wins. What does that say about the Dallas Cowboys? We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. 
Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Back to the break. Are you coming to a Cowboy game this season? Make sure you know before you go. You wear a mask. You keep distance. You prepare for cashless transactions. Be aware of all safe stadium policies prior to arriving at AT&T Stadium. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash safe stadium for details. Welcome back to the final segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Before I move forward real quickly, our trusty producer was able to give us some stats in the break. I was talking about turnovers in the first half. Check this out. Eight of the 11 turnovers the Cowboys have had this season have happened in the first half. Mm. So that's where your problem is. Stop turning the ball over. Maybe you don't dig a hole. Maybe you don't have to dig out of it. And maybe those become points at the end of the game that create a deficit where you actually can win a game by more than three points. All right. Nick. Yes. Real quickly, you uh, mentioned in the break to yeah. me that you saw something yesterday that, that was more personal to you yeah. uh, that, that you just wanted to kind of well, lay out there. I know we, we're not going to have time for moments that matter, and we usually when you do that, you're talking about the game, but this moment mattered to me. It's it's not really about football, but you know maybe it's ironic or, or not, but the only two coaches that Dak Prescott's ever had in, in, in the pro level are standing over him as he's in the worst moment of, of his career. And Jason Garrett has always said he, he loves the book by Woody Hayes, former Ohio State coach, and there's a big sign up there that say you win with people. You don't, you know, you can X's and O's all you want, but you win with people and how you treat people. And would Jason Garrett have gone across the field if it was on the other side of the field? Probably not. It happened right there. But for him to be out there and standing out there, you know right there that that's my quarterback. Yeah, I'm wearing the blue and all that. And I was a little mad at Jason Garrett for finally running a damn flea flicker after 10 years. But <laughs> Oh, that was directed at you, Nick. Of course it was. Oh, that was directed at you, Of course it was. Nick. But him standing on the field right there, even just a tap on Mike McCarthy, that to me showed this guy. He might not have what you want as a, the head coach and all that. He's got class, and he, you can win with people. And I, I just thought that was a great moment. And I, I that was touching to me for Jason Garrett to kind of be right there and just – he didn't even say a whole lot, but he was like he was there. I, I, that, that meant something to me. Maybe I'm overthinking it, but I don't know. I thought it was a good. good I mean, moment. quite frankly, that whole sequence was yeah. just really touching. I mean, just the whole thing. I I, I know I, I talked to my wife and she was just bawling at the house, yeah. as I'm sure a lot of people were. Uh, she had a tear just watching that whole scene because it just it was sad. It was sad. You don't like to see that. And this game is a is a very very violent game. We know that, but it still doesn't make it any easier when you have to watch that, yeah. especially with a guy you really like. All right. Um, the question I'm going to oh sorry. go ahead, Dave. Oh, I just I'm going to remember for a long time. It was almost like you know, 
everybody's holding their breath trying to see what's happening. There were 18 people surrounding Dak for, for what felt like forever. Uh, and then when, when everybody sort of realized that he was about to be carted off, 75% of the Cowboys sideline just started running over there. You know, the, de- the defensive guys who are doing their meetings and their adjustments and not worried about what's going on on the field, just sprinting across the field to get there to be able to, you know, be in front of Dak before he went away. I just think it, it said a lot about what he means to that locker room that mm-hmm. almost every single guy on the team wanted to be able to, you know, high five him or whatever before he was gone. It was it was really um, moving. And not only that, but Nick, you mentioned to me before we got on the show, there was an article we put up, Cal Buzz, that we put up, where it was it had all the different tweets oh. that were happening out there from all kinds of people in sports, out of sports, in the NFL, out of the NFL. I think it just showed, quite frankly, the amount of respect that Dak Prescott has around this league and, and just around this country. There were a lot of people that were tweeting their support for him and how much they, they, they felt for him in that moment. Like, that matters, I think. There, there's no better one than the Eagles fan with the, with the light lime green hair. Have you seen that no, video? I haven't seen that one. Yeah, that's, that's the one. Yeah, the kid, yeah. He's about, I don't know, eight, nine, maybe. And he's got his Carson Wentz jersey, I think. And he's talking about that. It's, it's on. It's that's that's like the best thing that I've seen today. I think yeah. is from that because yeah. that's that's what sports is. Yep. And and I think that you know there are a lot of you know you you root for teams, you root against teams. But the fact of the matter is, the good guys you have a certain amount of respect for them, whether they beat your team or you beat them or they're on your rival team. If you respect them, you respect them. Yeah. And and that I think goes beyond sports, right? Um, so here was the question I was posing to you guys before we went to the break. Cowboys now have two wins on the season. Both of those wins have come against teams that still have not gotten a win through four games. Um, and they are reeling. They are going to be among you. It looks as though they're going to be among the very worst teams in the NFL. Not only did the Cowboys have to beat them, the Cowboys beat both of them with walk-off field goals in order to win. Like literally at the buzzer, they have they win those two games. That being said, what if anything does that say about this Dallas Cowboys team? Let's start with you, Amber. <laughs> Why would he go with me? <laughs> I mean. Everyone is just still trying to figure out what the Dallas Cowboys can be. Every week, me personally, every week I go watch the game, see certain things that I'm like, okay, we can we can build off of this. This is good. We can take this on, especially on the offense side of the ball. You see, you see a lot of potential, a lot of great things, especially in that second half of the game. You're like, okay, we just need to tweak little things here and there, and then everything's gonna play out fine. At the same time, you see things that you're like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> Why is this still happening in week four, week five? You have got to be kidding me. So. It's just a mixture of both emotions. Uh, My feelings constantly change because, like I said, I see certain potential, but at the same time, I see a lot of things that that just need to be corrected. And I do think it can be corrected, but the problem is how long is it going to take for the Cowboys coaching staff to be able to correct those issues aside from the injuries obviously affecting the Cowboys and even the whole league as a whole. So uh, to me, it's just a matter uh, of timing and it's just difficult to do in the middle of the season. Dave, what do you think this says about this team? 
Let me be let me be Mr. Sunshine for a sec cuz mm. I never do that. Um <laughs> who have they lost to? Who are the teams that they've lost to? Yeah. They Cleveland, went down to the final Rams. drive against the yep. fo- they went final drive against the 4 and 1 Rams mm-hmm. who ha- are off to an amazing start. Staged a furious comeback against Cleveland. Didn't deserve to win that game, but they managed to to at least put some drama in the end. And then they go down to the wire against the only 5 and 0 team in the league. So I guess my answer is, I mean, first of all, your record is what it's, you know, you are what your record says you are. And two, nobody should be impressed by either of these wins. But I also think that they're talented enough to hang in there against almost anybody, provided that they can stop doing stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the big thing for me, it, it, it just it changes so drastically without Dak, in my opinion. And that's not a knock on Dalton, but I've got to see him go out there and play at a high level. So, you know, this is a this is a, an average to above average team that plays uncharacteristically sloppy, stupid football. If they can stop doing that, I think they could win, you know, win the division. Let's put it that way. But there's so much evidence that says that they can't stop doing that that maybe that we should temp- temper our optimism a little bit. What's what's the actual question? What does the fact that they've only won two oh. winless teams yeah. say about this team, if anything? I think Dave makes a great point there, just because it's like if if you could say, well, they barely beat these teams, well, nobody cares that they barely lost either to to all four and one teams, right? Everybody that they've mm-hmm. lost to is four and one. Uh, I was telling you in in the break that they've. The two-minute warning of every game this year, they've been down every single game, and I think I got to go back and look. I think it's at every two-minute warning first half as well. They've they've been trailing. So at the end of the game, end of the half, you know they haven't had leads. Um, it doesn't it doesn't really matter. I mean, it's taken a miracle kick, extra point. I mean, a, a onside kick to to beat the Falcons, and you know. I don't, Yesterday was kind of a weird game from start to finish, but you know I think the better team won. But I, I don't think they were better than Seattle, and I don't think they were better than the Rams. I said that at the time, and they weren't better than Cleveland. So, hey, Dave, yeah, you are what you are. I mean, they they were close to those teams, not good enough to win, and just good enough to to win against those bad teams. All right, we will tomorrow get more into this. Uh, we still do have – we might go through some of those moments that mattered in this game. We definitely got some player performances we got to go through because there were some players that I think had some really, really great efforts yesterday against the Giants. We'll do all that tomorrow. Join us. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!